0: Hello, and welcome to Open to Eyes Podcast. This is Amanda, and um, today is gonna be a little different, and I think going forward, the podcast is gonna be a little different. I have not recorded for a couple of weeks now. I just didn't feel led. I didn't have anything to say, I felt like. And this past week, I went on a women's retreat And one night, the presence of the Lord just came so, so heavy. And I heard him clearly speaking to me. And one of the things he said is the reason I hadn't recorded the podcast in a few weeks is because I had not truly given him my voice. And by that, he meant I was trying to be in the details, I was trying to plan and research and study on the topic and make sure that I thought it would be interesting to my listeners, all of that, and I messed it up because that is not what he called me to do. I didn't really listen to a whole lot of podcasts before I started one, but there are a few that I listened to, uh, and I was unknowingly or even somewhat knowingly trying to kind of pattern my podcast after the ones that I personally liked. I personally like hearing personal testimonies and personal stories and things like that. Um, And so I was, again, knowingly and unknowingly trying to to pattern the podcast after what I heard and what I liked. And those are still amazing podcasts and I still listen to them, but that isn't what God has called this podcast to be. This one is for me not to plan and me not to prepare and to, to just let God speak whatever He puts on my heart to speak. And one of the other things He said to me last week was, It's my heart's desire. To make myself known. And that kind of broke my heart because when I look around, so, so many people don't know God. And I'm not just talking about the quote unquote unbelievers. I'm talking about people who go to church every Sunday. They don't really know the God that they've given their allegiance to, that they have said, yes, I believe in Jesus. I believe I'm a sinner. I believe that he came to save me. I believe he's my Lord and Savior. You know, so many people have said that prayer, and I think they really do believe that in their hearts. But then they go on with their lives. And and I'm speaking about me. I did this for so long, for so long. I knew about God. I knew about Jesus. I had given him, you know, I had said, yes, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. And I went to church every Sunday, but that was pretty much where it ended. I was not reading the Bible. Certainly, I mean, not every day, but not even once a month, I wasn't reading the Bible. I was relying on the pastor or the priest when we were Catholic to, to read the scripture to me and to, you know, tell me what it meant and that sort of thing. I was not in the word of God for myself. I was not praying. I was not seeking. I literally had just taken the do you want to be saved ticket and gotten it stamped. And that was it. I mean, it literally, that was it. It was just a transaction. It was not a relationship. And the thing I know about the God that we serve is he is a relationship God. All through the Bible. His number one goal is to have relationship with his people. Even starting in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. It said he walked with them. He talked with them. You know, it was a relationship. And it broke his heart when they betrayed that. And ever since then, he's been working to get that relationship back. That's why he sent his one and only son. For those of you who are parents, what would make you lay down your child's life? Anything? I mean, is there anything in the world that would make you say, okay, I'll lay down my child's life for this? I I can't think of anything sitting here. I have three beautiful children, and I can't think of anything that I would say, yes, their life is worth that. But that is exactly what God the Father said. He said, my son's life is worth relationship with my people. Because that's ultimately what Jesus's life did. It paid the price for us, a price we could not pay ourselves so that we could spend eternity with God. It's not just a get out of jail free card. It's a price that we could never pay on our own. He said, my son's life, his blood, his precious blood is worth spending eternity with these people that I love. God could not imagine an eternity without you. Without you. I'm not even talking about the whole world right now. I'm talking about you because he would have done it just for one. God could not imagine living eternity without you. So you were worth the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice. What you could not do on your own, only the blood of Jesus could do. You were worth that because God can't imagine eternity without you. He loves you so much. Yet how many of us just go to church on Sunday and go home and feel like we've done enough? If that was your child that you laid down for somebody, your child's life that was given, would you feel like that was enough for you? We don't talk to God. We don't read his word. His word, the Holy Bible, is a love letter to us. It's where God reveals himself, his character, his nature, his traits, his love. That is where he reveals it all to us. And yet how many of us have our Bible sitting on a shelf somewhere gathering dust? I did for a very very long time. And I just kept thinking, well, it's not very interesting, it's boring, what would I really get from it? I get the, you know, I get the the word at church on Sunday. No. The word of God is active. It's alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. When you open that book and you pray, Holy Spirit, teach me today, you will literally have those words jump off the page and activate something in your life. It is amazing how I can read the same story in the Bible a hundred times. But depending on what I'm going through, it means something different to me. I don't I don't really understand how that happens to be honest because a story is a story and it should have the same meaning every time but I can tell you from personal experience that is not what happens. It's applicable to anything and everything that you are going through. The same story that 20 years ago meant one thing to you today it'll have a totally different message. And yet we're leaving this precious weapon, this precious instruction manual, this precious love letter, we're just leaving it to gather dust. More than any other time in history, we need to know the word of God. We need its wisdom guiding and directing our steps. It says in the Bible that the word of God is the lamp unto our feet and the light to our path. When do you need light? When it's dark. This world is dark. There are crazy things going on right now. And I don't know about you, but I want to see the way. I want to walk with assurance. Imagine yourself in the woods in pitch blackness trying to fumble and stumble your way. You don't know if there's roots there to trip you up. You don't know if there's a hole you're going to fall in. You don't know if a wild animal is going to come crashing through. Without light, you have nothing. You are a sitting duck. But with light, you can step over those roots. You can go around the holes and you can prepare to defend yourself from anything that's coming your way. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. How foolish are we? The creator of heaven and earth, the one who hung the moon and the stars in the sky is saying, I want to light your way. I want to show you. I want to lead you. I want to guide you. And we're saying, nah, I got it. Thanks anyway. I just, I can't. I mean, I, And I have done this for so long. And I'm not even going to sit here and say that I don't have days that I still do that because I do. Thank you, Jesus. I've gotten a lot better. And almost every morning I pray, Lord, direct my steps, order my steps, show me the way you want me to go today. But that took a long time for me to get there because if I'm being honest, pride played a huge role in my life for a very long time. It did. And I, you know, I'm sure everybody has their own stories. But for me, I came from a well-off family. I had a lot of education. I didn't really think in my mind that I needed to rely on God. I wasn't needing to rely on him for finances in my mind. I, like I said, was was highly educated. I felt like I was doing pretty good on my own. But in reality, every single thing I have came from him. The ability to perform well academically, that came from him. He gave me that. He gave me my brain. The financial blessings, that came from him. We like to say, well, I'm working hard. I'm doing it. I'm bringing in the money. I'm going to work every day. Me, me, me. And you know, this what's this world telling us? right? The exact opposite of what the word of God says. It's saying, you do you, you be happy, you get yours, you, 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 right? Putting the spotlight on you. And what does the word of God say? In Matthew 16, 24, it says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, deny himself. That's the very first thing he says. If anyone desires to come after me or to be my disciples, let him deny himself. And then it goes on to say, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And he could be talking about, you know, an actual physical death here. You know, there are certainly Christians in other countries being martyred for their faith. But I'm looking at this as a whoever desires to to save their life, meaning that I'm in charge. But whoever loses his life, whoever surrenders his life to God and says, Lord, you lead the way. You guide me. You lead me. You tell me what to do. That's surrendering your life. That's laying your life down and saying, I'm not in charge of it anymore. You are. And the word is clear. It says, whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What does that mean? We, we find peace. We find joy, we find love, we find security. I have never felt more at peace in my entire life until I actually fully surrendered and said, Lord, you lead me. You guide me, you do it. Because it took the pressure off of me. It's no longer Amanda leading the way. It's no longer everything is on my shoulders. No, I took all that off and I gave it to Jesus. He is far more capable to carry it. It says in the word that his burden is light and his yoke is easy. That means, as followers, it should be light. We shouldn't be weighed down with the worries and the stress of this world. If you're feeling weighed down, it's because you're trying to carry it and you haven't given it to God. Given it to God. Takes it off of you. And in reality, who would you rather have lead the way? You or the one who knows the beginning and the end? The one whose ways are higher than our ways, whose thoughts are higher than our thoughts. It's, it's almost ridiculous the concept of thinking, no, no, I'm still going to choose me. But that is what we all do for so long. We think we know better. We think the things in our life that we have are because of us. Don't you know in a split second, God could take it all away? He could take it all away. And that is one of the things that really changed my life is looking at everything I have with an attitude of gratitude instead of thinking I did it. Instead of saying Oh, I have a beautiful house that I paid for and I worked hard for. That's what the world would say. I say, Lord, thank you for blessing me with this house. Thank you for toilets that flush. Thank you for air conditioning. Thank you for running water because I know God has power over life and death. You could not wake up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up. It just totally shifts our our attitude, and our, just the way we look at everything. When we give it to God, that we know God's in total control, we take it off of us. We thank him for the things that he has given us. Don't you like to be thanked when you give someone a gift? God is the same way. Thank him today for the things that you have. Thank him because truth be told, Tomorrow, it might not be there. Nothing is guaranteed. And I'm just going to end with, God wants a relationship with you. That is why Jesus came. That is why Jesus suffered. Suffered. I mean, when you read about what he went through, the whipping, the beating, the crown of thorns, the spear in his side. I mean, he suffered. How would you feel if your child died for somebody and they would give you an hour on Sunday if it was convenient for them? This thing is personal. It's personal to God. He gave his son because he loves you and he wants a relationship with you. Evaluate your life today. Are you living in a relationship with God? Are you praying? Are you talking to Him? Are you reading His Word? Are you just walking through here trying to do it all yourself? All the responsibility on you, all the pressures on you, trying to walk that dark path in the woods without the light of the world. I love you guys. God loves you guys and that's why he said it's my heart's desire to make myself known get to know him today i promise you it's the best thing you will ever do